Philippians chapter 4, and I will begin with the 15th verse. It says, And you, Philippians, yourselves know that in the beginning of the gospel, when I left Macedonia, no church entered into partnership with me in giving and receiving except you only. Even in Thessalonica, you sent me help for my needs once and again. Not that I seek the gift, but I seek the fruit that increases to your credit. I've received full payment and more. I'm well supplied, having received from Epaphroditus the gifts you sent, a fragrant offering, a sacrifice acceptable and pleasing to God. And my God will supply every need of yours according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. To our God and Father be glory forever and ever. Amen. This is the word of the Lord. Let's pray. Lord, your word is truth, not because we say that, but because you spoke it. And so, Lord, will you give us hearts and minds submissive to you and your word? And we pray this in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Be seated. Here at St. Andrews, if you were here last week, you heard a, a, a big picture overview of our global mission thrust. We have partners in Ukraine, Bulgaria, England, Haiti. There are others we support locally, church plants, people in Germany, in Spain. And today we're going to look for just a moment at two sides of partnering. But before we do, I'd like to ask you who are here, you are partners, any local or global partners of ours, or if you're here for our mission weekend, please stand up. Thank you. Don't be shy. We welcome you. We are glad you're here. And uh, I'll just give you a, a little bit of warning. I want to encourage you following the service to go to the gathering place. And if you'd like to speak to uh, any of our partners, they will, will be out there. I know they would be glad to meet you, to, uh, to answer questions, to greet you, uh, or to greet you again. So we're going to look today at partnering from our side and then from the, the missionaries' side. Now last week, and whenever we talk about global missions here, we talk about uh, 
uh, several things. One is that we have one calling, that's the Great Commission. There are two ways to obey that calling, to go and to partner, and there's three ways to partner, to go short-term, to pray, and to give. So as we talk about partnering, uh, this, this passage that, that I just read to you is, is one that when we look in the Scripture, we see that this isn't a new idea for St. Andrews. Uh, this is uh, something that's been going on uh, as long as there have been those going out in the name of Christ. And we see just this wonderful example of what what partnership means uh, specifically we're seeing uh, from Paul's perspective. But what he's doing is he is reminding them of what it means for them. So in, in doing that, I think it's appropriate to transfer that to us and, and to think in those terms what it, what it means to us. So when, it, when uh, the Scripture talks about partnering, when we think of partnering, uh, one part of it, and this may, be, this may be the first thing that people tend to think of, but it's certainly not the only thing, uh, it involves sacrificial giving and uh, financial support. We see this with, uh, with Paul talking about that in verse 15. He he talks about partnership with me in giving and receiving. He said other churches hadn't joined in except you only. Uh, even in Thessalonica, you sent me help for my needs. And then he says, once and again. So what he's saying is you did it again and again. It wasn't a, a one-time help. It was an ongoing help in terms of his ministry. And he's saying, even when I, when I moved from here to there, you didn't forget me because we're partners in this. So the, the Philippian believers had entered into that partnership, and part of that was uh, material help of him. And it wasn't because um, this church was wealthy. It was because they believed in what he was doing and they saw that, that by partnering with him, their ministry was being extended as well. If you remember last week, we talked about that word partnership and how it's the word koinonia, which we think of as, as fellowship. But it's not just fellowship saying, yeah, we all love each other. But in this case, it was we love each other. Yeah, we love each other so much that, that we're going to do this on your behalf, on behalf of the ministry that you were involved with. We're not going to forget about you. We're going to continue with you in your ministry. He says down in uh, verse 18, because he's really saying that you all helped my ministry continue. Uh, he says, I have received full payment and more. I am well supplied, having received from Epaphroditus the gifts you sent. Now, he uses this term in, in the matters of giving and receiving. That's how he, he says it. And those were, uh, those were business terms. 
So when people heard that, they understood that he was talking about uh, uh, expenditures, receipts, you know, those, those technical terms in, in, in terms of uh, their finances and so on. So he's, he's telling them that their financial support helped provide for his needs, not just so his needs would be provided for, but so that he could then do the ministry that God had called him to do. And then he didn't have to worry about those needs. And he is, he's commending them, he's appreciating them for that. Again, they didn't just give one time. And when we think of our own partners, this is something that time has not changed. It costs money for them to go, to live. It takes support. They have ongoing personal and ministry expenditures. And they're accountable for it. Anyone we partner with, we know where their funds are going. And they joyfully report and let us know. Now, so it involves sacrificial giving, but also what we see in this passage is that, that God considers both sides a partnership when the kingdom is advanced. Uh, he saw that uh, it was so much of a partnership that whenever he, Paul, would receive reward from God, they would have a part in it. He says this, verse 17, not that I seek the gift. He's saying not that I don't seek the gift. He appreciates the gift. But I seek the fruit that increases to your credit. You see what he's saying? He's saying that's the nature of, of a partnership. If something good takes place through my ministry and you have partnered with me, you're one of the ones that receives credit from God's perspective, which really is all that matters. He's saying, your account grows because you've partnered with me. And then further, we see that God accepts that kind of partnership as worship. Again, in verse 18, he calls it a fragrant offering and a sacrifice acceptable and pleasing to God. That, that fragrant aroma, acceptable sacrifice, that's, those are practically Old Testament terms. That's what would have hearkened in their mind of when, uh, when the, the offering was being wafted up to God and he accepted it. And he says, look, when you partnered with me, it's worship to God. Isn't that amazing? We, we tend not to think of that. We say we're being called to worship. We're going to sing. We're going to read the scripture. We're gonna, going to uh, exposit the scripture. That's our worship. And he says, look, this partnership, 
God looks at this as worship that is acceptable. And that's a good thing. We want our worship always to be acceptable. And then further, it required trust in God. Verse 19. My God will supply every need of yours according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. To our God and Father be glory forever and ever. Now that's where we ended last week. We ended with the question, do we really believe this, that that God will supply every need of ours according to his riches? Notice that's the promise. And I have to tell you, by way of testimony, in all the years that Connie and I have been doing faith mission giving, God has always provided for us. And I do not believe that we are being presumptuous by saying he will continue to provide. That's what he says here. His riches aren't going to dry up. It's out of his riches. And God loves to give and provide for his children who are giving to his other children. We can count on that. But on a broader level, the context of of this promise is often uh, ignored. The promise is to a church that is giving to support their missionary, as it were. God is promising the the Philippian church that as they give, he will provide for them. Now, these are principles that, that have been taught all the way through the Scripture. Proverbs 11:25 Whoever brings blessing will be enriched and one who waters will himself be watered. I'm thoroughly convinced that the church that makes missionary giving a priority will see God meet its needs. Why would he do otherwise? When that's what he's called us to do. Some would say, well, we, we have our, our own needs to take care of. We can't afford to give to missionaries. That'll take away from our church budget. Last week, I, I told you all that, uh, that 20, over 20% of the money giving, given at St. Andrew's goes outside of our, our church. The church that lives by faith will support those outside of themselves. And then we'll trust God to meet their own needs. So that's our side of partnership. In a minute, we're going to have opportunity to step out in faith this year by partnering. But before we do, I want us to hear from three of those that are here this weekend. If you all will come on up and Join me up here.
Let me ask you to uh, begin uh, by telling us who you are and uh, what country you're serving in or going to. And if you have family, tell us about them. And, uh, and then also the main thrust of your ministry. I'll, I'll remind you as we go through all of those things. But Elizabeth, uh, Lizzie, Great. why don't you start? Uh, my name is Elizabeth Carey. I go by Lizzie, so feel free to call me that. Um, I am in Sofia, Bulgaria. I have been there for five years, and I work on a church planting team. Um, my kind of ministry focus is on teaching English as a foreign language, as a ministry of this church plant that I'm a part of. Um, I live in Bulgaria by myself. My parents just moved to the Czech Republic as missionaries, and my brother is in the process of figuring out where God is sending him as a missionary as well. Okay. My name is uh, Brett McAlpin. I live in Plovdiv, Bulgaria, about an hour and a half from Sofia by car. And I'm married. My wife is Valerie, and we have four children, uh, two girls, two boys. And we've been in Bulgaria we're going on six years um, now, and we are, similar to Lizzie, working uh, church development, we, we say, which is church revitalization with an aim towards church planting. Thanks for having us. My name's Jonathan Jakes, and my wife, Leah, is over here. We have two children. Jude is six, going on 16. <laughs> Jubilee is two. Um, we love them. They're here with us. Come and meet us after the service. We are going to London, England for the first time. This is our first time on the field, and we're going to be doing two things. We're going to be working in a church plant, working with youth and working with children, working with music ministry, um, and the, the population is mostly British South Asian, and that means lots of things to lots of people, but mostly people from Sikh and Muslim and Hindu backgrounds. Um, in addition to the church planning side, we're also going to be helping um, in a counseling center that's, that's doing basically mercy counseling, um, ministering to immigrants and a lot of refugees who are coming to London who don't have access to counseling to deal with trauma so that we can open up doors for a relationship and get people ready to meet Jesus. Okay. You can answer the next question. And I, 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 I will say that Jonathan... Uh, I know I don't look old enough for this, but he grew up in my previous church uh, as a, a good friend of uh, Benji, our son, who is here, a member of this church. And um, I, I have to say that he is a product of what we have done here and we did in my previous church, and that is prayed that God would raise up people to go full-time. Uh, and so... Um, it's a joy to have he and his family here. So uh, let me get each of you to ask this, uh, or answer this question. What does it mean to you that people are reaching into their wallets, their budgets, and trusting God by supporting you financially through faith mission giving and personally? What does that mean to you? It means a lot of things, but I would say first and foremost, um, it's putting your money where your mouth is. <laughs> we come here and we worship God, and we tell people that we love Jesus. And we talk about following him and, and sharing his word and sharing the gospel. We can just do that on Sunday. We can just be Sunday Christians. Um, 
and we, we live busy, hard lives. You all work really hard. But when you have to take something out of your salary, and some of you don't have a whole lot to take out, and you give it to what God's doing in places that maybe you'll never see or, or, or only seldom hear about, it's showing, it's showing the world, it's showing us as missionaries, and most of all, it's showing God what you value. Um, Jesus talked about um, the importance of, you know, he said, where your treasure is, there your heart is also. So your money follows what you love. But I think the last thing I'll say is beyond all of that, here's the most beautiful thing about being a partnering church or a partnering Christian is that you are imitating Jesus Christ. He is the ultimate missionary. He is the ultimate church planter. And so when you as individual Christians or a congregation follow in the lead of Jesus, you are embracing that union in Christ. And when you start doing that and you start really embracing and considering what that means, I believe it deepens your joy in the Lord. It deepens um, how it, it helps posture the rest of your life. And it, it, it preaches to us missionaries so that we're following your lead as you imitate Christ. I'll say for me, it's, it's extremely humbling. Um, I, I've, I've been on the giving side uh, before we left, and we have wonderful stories of how God used the faith promise giving or faith mission giving in, in our lives and our family, and, and even part of our call to missions um, came from that. And so I believe wholeheartedly in that. And yet, being on this side, I will say it's extremely humbling because I don't feel worthy <laughs> of uh, being a steward of these gifts. Um, in the beginning, um, you know, we, we felt the call to missions, and um, we felt we should go, in, um, and having been there for a number of years now, uh, I feel even more unworthy of the task and know that it's only by God's grace that anything would be accomplished uh, to any of our credit, uh, as Paul said. And, um, and, and so we, um, by God's grace, try and uh, do our best, but we are in, in desperate need of your prayers as, as well as your, your giving. I agree with what's been said before. Um, I will add, it gives, for me, it gives me a unique opportunity. We have free English classes, and people ask, well, who pays for this? Because nothing is free. Um, and it gives me the opportunity to say, people who love Jesus in America think that God loves Bulgaria. And so they sent me here to teach English so that I could tell you about who Jesus is. And they wanted me to come to Bulgaria because they believe that Bulgaria is not forsaken by God. Um, that's a unique opportunity, and that is how your partnership helps um, keep me on the field. And as Brett said, prayer is vital. Um, your financial gifts do kind of, you know, worldly things. They get us there. They make sure we have food and supplies to do the ministry. But your prayer is, is that is what keeps us on the field. That's what gives us the spiritual wherewithal to continue the ministry um, and your prayers are being answered because God is bringing people to faith in Christ. Well, you're, you're very close to the next question, which is, that was deliberate. And um, the next question is, what's the most important thing to you in, in having partners? There are some missionaries that just go out by themselves. Um, what, what's so important to you about actually having partners? Um, so I process things by writing. I was an English teacher before I went to the field. Um, and every month I get to process, how have I seen God work this month? And then I send an email 
and ask my prayer supporters to pray for specific things. I usually list out on Sundays, pray this, on Mondays, pray this. This is a teacher thing, just very <laughs> factual. Um, and so knowing that I have people who print out my prayer emails and have told me, Lizzie, I need a new list. I've worn mine out. It, the paper's falling apart. Um, between that and people um, asking me, can I come visit you, uh, not just to see what Bulgaria is like, but can I come and support you by praying with you, um, doing ministry with you, just to see what it looks like. I've had uh, one couple came a few years ago to do that, um, just as a way to support and encourage me personally, um, and so that they could see more specific ways to pray. So that's been a huge encouragement to me. Great. I think um, one of the biggest struggles that, that missionaries face um, initially, at least, and, and then throughout their term, but uh, initially is uh, isolation and, and feeling separated from your networks, um, from your, your church, your family, uh, your friends, and everything that's familiar and comfortable <laughs> to you. Um, but, but it's those, those places you go to when you need help. Uh, you, you go to your church family, you go to your, your, your mom or your dad and, or your brothers, and, and, and you, you can share with them. And, um, and missionaries don't have that a lot of times. And, and, and there's a strong sense of isolation and feeling alone in, the, in this battle. Um, so for me, knowing that you're here, <laughs> uh, interceding on my behalf, and, and knowing that you're, you're sort of the foundation um, you know, for the, the sending is very reassuring. Yeah. Uh, prayer, as I mentioned, is the, is the, the biggest. Um, we need money, but there's plenty of money in the world. God, God will fund his mission. He will, he will fund what he calls us to. Um, but the prayer um, to protect us and to make us brave, um, for me to walk into a mosque or to a Hindu temple and to talk with their religious leaders I need, I need prayer for courage to do things like that. Um, I think, and I'll, I would add one more thing to what they've said, and that is there's something special about growing old together as Christians um, to growing up together in the faith. We are all family. I mean, some of you don't know me. I mean, Dell's known me a long time. I would sit on the front row at his church and take notes, and he's known me a long time. You don't know me, but we're going to be together for, with, with each other for eternity, and, and for us to grow old doing this work together um, is beautiful because it gets us ready to party for eternity. And that, I think that's why missions work is so important and partnering with local churches is so important is it because it sets the tone for eternity. Good. See, if you take notes, you could be up here someday. So anyway, <laughs> just saying. <laughs> um, I want to ask you uh, one more, and I didn't, didn't feed this one to you, so um, not, not that they couldn't have answered these anyway, but um, what's it like coming to St. Andrew's Presbyterian Church for a, a weekend focus like this? At first, it feels like a blind date. But when you realize that you're not actually dating this person, you're just having a meal or having a conversation or singing songs with extended family members, 
And sometimes we go to family reunions and someone shows up that you don't quite realize is your like second cousin twice removed. They're still in the family, but you don't really know them. Um, but they have, they share the same blood. And I think when I look around here, I'm looking at people who share the same blood as me and it's the blood of Jesus. And so it's really easy for me to come in here and say, I want your partnership and I need your help. I need your prayers. And I need your money because I'm talking to family. And so I think y'all should be proud of yourselves because y'all have hosted us very well and you've created a safe place for us to come and ask our family for help. And that's exactly what family is, right? It's a bit of a curveball question. Thanks for that. <laughs> um, when, when they're teaching you how to raise support, strategy, side of it. Some, some people tell you you have to be really persistent, you know, like a sales person. And I was in sales for a few years, actually, in business. And, and, and you do have to, you know, knock on the same door several times. But I didn't actually take that approach um, because, um, specifically with churches and, and with individuals, too, but um, I, I was looking for a connection, a deeper connection. And if I didn't feel that, you know, on the first um, request or visit or something like that, I, I would just say, you know, that that one's not for us. God has something else, and we would move on to the next um, uh, potential supporter. Um, it, but I would say with, with St. Andrews, particularly because Bulgaria is a target country uh, for you all, we have always felt uh, a strong connection with you, and, and, and we know that, that you care about us. And for me, uh, the fact that, that you care, you don't just you know, write the check, um, is, is important. A friend of mine um, who's a missionary in Japan, his son uh, wrote a song called MK Rap. It's on YouTube. It's hilarious. Um, one of the lines is, um, I come into a church, and I don't know anybody here, but someone comes up to me and says, I've known you since you were this tall. Um, my picture's on the bulletin board. And um, in many ways, that's kind of how I've felt coming to St. Andrews. Um, I've introduced myself, and people have said, oh, honey, I know who you are. Um, <laughs> And that feels like coming home. Uh, my parents just moved to the Czech Republic, like I mentioned. I don't have a home base in America. Um, and having that greeting of, oh, I know who you are. We've been praying for you. Um, that has been such a ministry and encouragement to me this weekend, for sure. Great. Well, speaking of praying, would you each share with us how we can best pray for you? Um, in the short term, I am traveling through the beginning of May. I'm in a different place every week, and I'm doing a lot of driving by myself. So please pray for safety for me as I drive and for good health as I speak at different churches in America. Um, and then going back to the field, um, we have a lot of new families coming to the field. And so pray for uh, there's just the different transitions happening on our team as people come, and we kind of figure out what life looks like with a new group of people. Um, you can always be in prayer for our family um, as we you know, navigate what it looks like to live in, in Bulgaria. Um, I would say for our, for our team, uh, wisdom, discernment for the Lord's leading, and that uh, I shared with the Sunday School this morning that the Lord would raise up Bulgarian leaders. Uh, it's the absolute biggest need that we have, uh, that, that the church has in Bulgaria, is, is for Bulgarian leaders under communism. You know, if you try to to step up and be a leader, you were shoved down or your head lopped off or something. Um, and, and there's this just ingrain in the culture of the people um, that 
that, that's not what we do. Um, and so, well, what does it look like for a true servant biblical leader um, to, to serve the church is desperately needed. Um, I would say, obviously, the most material need is we need $3,000 more per month um, for a five-year commitment. We're at 80%. That's a lot of money to live in London, and so that's what we're praying for. Um, and again, I, I'm not really worried about, about it because God will provide it. So really, prayer for patience because I want to go yesterday. But God's saying, hang out, sit with me, listen to me, let, let your people love on you, um, share what I'm doing in the world. So patience. Um, also, prayer for friends. Uh, Leah and I feel really excited about the team that we're going on to, but um, you know, we want our kids to have sweet friends there. Um, British South Asian friends and, and Christian friends and Muslim friends and Hindu friends. We want them to have lots of friends that we can enter into our home, bring into our home. Um, the last thing I'll say is, you know, praying for what the, one of the elders' wives in our church. I, I was telling her how I didn't really want to have to raise all this money, and so I was praying, asking for God to come quickly. Um, <laughs> so that we could just go and party with Jesus in heaven. And she rebuked me. She said, yes, it's biblical to pray for God um, to come quickly. But here in Northwest London, we're praying for God to tarry, for him to wait, because we're meeting lots and lots of people who don't know Jesus yet. And they won't be in that eternal celebration with us. And so it's, I have, we all have mixed feelings, right? We have deep pain and we want Jesus to come now or or we have sorrow, we want to reunite with our friends in heaven, but, um, but we're praying for the Lord to, to wait and slow down. Um, and that, that's kind of the big prayer that, that we have as we get there, we meet, we meet people to be able to share the gospel with them. Okay, let's pray for these folks. Lord, I, I know these <coughs> are representative of our other partners that are here. Um, we, we would pray for, for those in need of funding that that you would pour that out so that would not ever, ever be a burden for them, uh, that they would be led to partners and partnering churches, and that you would provide and you will get the glory for that. We pray for many prayer partners for each of these. And uh, Lord, for transitions that are taking place always on teams and certainly in Bulgaria, we pray, Lord, that, uh, that you would go before them and would, uh, would mold them together into a team that would be a powerful witness for you. And, uh, Lord, in, uh, for the travel that uh, they will all be doing, we pray for your mercies, for safety, for health, uh, for good connection wherever they go. And then, Lord, we want you to come soon but we know you'll come when it's best, when all your people have been taken in. And so, Lord, until then, give us the energy, the strength to go forward, to be patient and to go forward and to do your work of advancing your kingdom. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.